Welcome to the Dog Show Show podcast, presented by the Staffordshire Bull Terrier Society of New South Wales and featuring Kim Reader. I like that every every time we seem to start these recordings, we have funny stuff happening, so it sounds like we're all happy. We're laughing. <laughs> we're laughing when we start recording. That's good. Oh, welcome to the latest episode. This is something new for us, because normally Kim's in the room with us, but uh, just because of schedules and busyness and... Holidays. Holidays and all sorts of things, we, we've got her remotely. Mm, so we can't see her lovely face. No. Oh, well, we could. <laughs> we'll just hear her voice. Yeah. We could see her face if we wanted to, but, you know, she doesn't, <laughs> maybe, she doesn't want to see our face. Maybe not. <laughs> anyway. Oh, no, there's nothing wrong with your face. <laughs> oh, look, mine was, mine was better about 10 years ago. Barb's is still pretty good, though. <laughs> Bob's gorgeous. Oh, yes, thank I, you. Yes, I know. She tells me all the time. Oh, I do. You do. <laughs> People tell me I used to look like Cameron Diaz. You oh, know? far out. It was <laughs> no, just you... a period of time. <laughs> You're about to say something else. In my then. life. But anyway, we look, it's been a big week, and part of our business this week has been we found that we were we to the, the Sydney Royal Easter show. Um, and people do listen internationally, so. The Sydney Royal Easter Show is a big agricultural show we have here in in Sydney uh, every year. It's like a it's a it's a tradition. Mm, it's it's a like an, in, an institution is the word I was that's, looking for. That's right. It's an institution, but of course, part of the Royal uh, are the animal exhibits, and part of the animal exhibits are, of course, the dog shows. That's right. And um, and we're, so we're watching the dog show. Barb and I went, and we're fortunate enough to be going again on Monday as guests of the Staffordshire Bull Terrier Society of New South Wales Incorporated. Um, <clears throat> but um, I've got it all, I'm, just, I'm reading the sign behind me here, yes. so I've got it all in there, and I'll take a photo of our sign and put it up later on on the, on the socials. Um, but, um, but I was sitting there, and as I always do with these things, I compare them to like sporting analogies, rugby league or rugby union analogies, and it occurred to me that it, the Sydney Royal, and can you can say yay or nay to this for us, but is the Sydney Royal, like, is winning the Sydney Royal the equivalent of winning, like, a grand final in, in a rugby league competition or in a soccer competition or something like that? Well, it is one of the shows that people aspire to. It's a um, it's the ag show. It's, a, what, 150 years old. Um, it's always had the dog section. Yep. Uh, and, yes, people do aspire to winning the Royal and, you know, you find that once you win the Royal, your dog sort of gets set on its way. Um, it gets to look everywhere it goes after that, winning that best in show at the Royal. Ah. So, so it, 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 it brings sorry. up its profile. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's it. It does. Because um, people may have looked at it before, but if, it, if you're good enough to win the Royal Easter show, you're worth a second look. Right. Okay. Is it, is it kind of, I think we've sort of touched on this in the past, but is it kind of like people then kind of look at you and go like, okay, you, you're a contender, you're something to, to, you're someone we need to worry about now? Yes, yes. It gives you some prestige and some clout basically in that basically the dog has won the Royal Easter Show. Yeah. I mean, you know, some people think it makes no difference to them, but it does set you on your way and you might hear people say, the records of their dogs, you know, we won a, a best in show at the Royal, we won a, a runner-up best in show in Queensland Royal, Brisbane Royal, um, you know, well, we've won 
Melbourne and Sydney Royals, best in shows. Mm. So, yeah, it's really, um, you know, something to to aspire to and, and when achieved. I think um, we mentioned the other day last year's best in show winner, the Standard Poodle. Yep. Um, the young lady who shows that dog couldn't go this year and she put a picture up on her Facebook page with her laying on the lounge with the dog saying we're both not very happy today, we're not at the Royal. Oh, both a bit sad. Yeah, they were sad. And then yeah. she went on to have that little bit more explanation that I probably couldn't say on here. Mm. Um, but basically, yeah, they were both very unhappy because uh, they couldn't go. They missed it and, you know, they probably had, um, you know, something to, to prove to go back. Mm. Where does it uh, – you mentioned the other shows. Where does it sit in terms of those other shows? Like, you know, I know Brisbane has what the Echo, Melbourne has a royal show, Adelaide has a royal show, I think Perth has a royal show as well. Yeah, Tassie does. They Tassie all does. do. Yeah, I mean, um, Brisbane just calls it something different because they're Queenslanders and they just need to be different. <laughs> but, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, what is it? The Echo is short for the exhibition, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Um, where does, I mean, is it is one bigger than the other or is it more like, and I think we touched on this the other day, is it more like, you know, if you're a Queenslander, you want to win the Echo. If you're a, a Sydney side, you want to win the Sydney Royal. Um, I think what it is 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 that um, people are proud of their own state's Aggie show. Yeah. Um, but the thing is is that with the shows themselves, the dog sections are all in competition with who gets the biggest entry and their judging panel and all that kind of stuff. Ah. Um, and that's what brings the entries, What who the judges are, what their qualifications are and, um, you know, whether they the, the exhibitors – um, would enter not so long ago. Everybody would go to the royal or to any show for that matter because they wanted to show their dog and get an opinion. Now the exhibitors are saying, "I'm not showing under that person. They haven't got the credentials." Oh. So um, the the actual um, dog shows themselves um, are, are very much local. Um, people, but, but anybody wants to win any royal. They don't care which one it is. Yeah. It's very prestigious. It's hard to do. Yeah. So, which one they win? Um, but they go, they go to the royals on the credentials of the judges these days. Yeah, no, I was thinking. I mean, you went in another direction with it in the sense of not showing under a judge because of they don't have the credentials. But I also wonder if there's like a is there like a prestige under winning a cert? Like if you win under a certain judge, it's like a little bit more prestigious than winning under another judge. Like, oh, that judge is really – they're a really tough marker. If I win under that judge, I've got a very good dog. Like it's really hard to win under that judge. Is that part of that process as well or not really? Yeah, I think the seasoned exhibitor would, you know, work out whether they – think that their qualifications. But having said that, lots of the, these people have judged all around the world, all breeds. They yeah. wouldn't be if they hadn't. Yeah. It's the exhibitor who's determining their credentials and it's often wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, don't, they don't have any idea of what this person's judged or where they've judged it. Just a matter of personal opinion. like Yeah, they go, oh, he's from that country. What do they know about yeah, dogs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. They don't judge their dogs the same as we judge our dogs kind of thing. Mm. Or they don't see a lot of our dog breed in their country. Yeah. But the fact is they may not have a lot in their own country, but they do go to other countries yeah. such as that where they do have a lot. Yeah. So And they do judge them, so they do get to see a lot of dogs. Yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, but at the end of the day, I think um, I don't think people prefer to win one royal over another. Uh, they're just wanting to win a royal because yeah. they're very, very hard to do. Do you know of anyone that's tried to clean it all up, like across the whole country, like go to everyone and try and win <laughs> everyone, like just a like, clean like sweep? A, like a grand slam. <laughs> that's it. Um, uh, yeah, I've known people to win a couple, mm-hmm. but I've never known them to go to every, every single, single one. Oh, yeah. Hmm. That, we could we could make that, like, you know, Challenge. like you've got the grand slam of tennis, you know, to win, you win the Aussie, the French, the Wimbledon and the US. Maybe if you won, like, you know, Sydney, Melbourne, Queensland, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, like there's a grand slam of dog show. <laughs> That's that's our legacy. (laughs) Well, what we used to do at the Stafford Club was we did exactly that. What we did was we called it the uh, best of the best uh, trans-Tasman invitation stakes. We ran it through the Stafford Club and what we did was we um, found all the winners in every state that had won uh, a dog CC or a bitch CC um, and we invited them to compete in New South Wales for the best of the best or or the reserves as well. We mm-hmm. bought the, the the two challenges and the two reserves, uh, invited them to come. They all came. They came from New Zealand and everything. And we set up a best of the best with a three-judge panel. Wow. And so we had a specialist judge, so a judge who... Judge Stafford's, mm-hmm. we had a terrier specialist. That was somebody who judged the terrier group, so Judge Terry Stafford's in terriers. Mm-hmm. And we had an all-breeds judge to give a perspective of a specialist, a terrier person and an all-rounder being the all-breeds judge. Wow. And it was important that we had these three people's input from their knowledge and their perspective. So we didn't just have specialists. We had a cross-section of, of how they saw it, mm-hmm. and we set it up like a tennis draw. So you'd come on the night, we'd have a big, lovely big um, dinner, like, you know, a, a semi-formal dinner, mm-hmm. um, and we would have, um, you'd go in, it was very exciting, you'd go in and you'd draw, you'd draw a number, just like they do um, in the tennis and the Melbourne Cup for that matter, yeah. and sort of going there and you pick your number and that was the um, number that you were going against. So say I picked number two, mm-hmm. that whoever was number two on the list, that's the dog I went against. Ah, okay. So so then we'd go in and um, we'd have the heats, we'd run off, you know. Yep. It could be one and 20 or, you know, seven and nine. <laughs> Judges would decide which one was the best out of that. And then they put it up on a board, and then it just kept going through till you got to the best dog. Yeah. So, so that brought every boy, every Stafford from every state, mm. um, and and their reserves as well. Yeah. And it was very exciting at the time until somebody got very clever and took their bitch all around Australia and won every bitch challenge. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. That what that's what made me say that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That would have been, it sounds like an exciting time to be part oh, but, of the dog shows then. Oh, it was thrilling. We had, it was very sort of um, yeah. bit glam, you know. We had, yeah. you know, proper set up like a wedding. Yeah. Nice. Catered for and um, we had different ways of doing it. Sometimes we'd run it inside, so inside where the 
dinner was being held and other times it would be out in the ring um, under the lights after the dinner. So, yeah, it was a very exciting time and, you know, it was very new ideas and um, something that people hadn't thought of before. So, therefore, it was like new and it was getting established so it couldn't be, um, you know, everybody wanted to be involved. It couldn't be sabotaged or Mm. anything. Yeah. 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 Now, speaking of then elite competitions, we you mentioned off air. Where does where does something like one of our royals? Where do they match up against something like Crufts or or even Westminster? Because Westminster's on in a few weeks, isn't it? It's in like yeah. early May. Yeah. Look at, look at me doing my research for the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah very impressive. Good. Very very impressive. Um. <laughs> where, where where does it? Where... Where, where does it match? Where does it sit? Does it like? I mean, those two shows. I mean, even as a lay person, I know that Westminster's probably the show to win internationally. Yeah. Like, but where do we sit in in regards to those shows? Um, well, being down, you know, the bottom part of the hemis- southern hemisphere, yeah. it's not as easy to uh, have the participants come to us because of the quarantine rules and so on. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, if you go to Crafts, you've got all of Europeans now. So the Europe, the European dogs come across yep. and show Crafts. Um, it's not just the English and Irish and Welsh and mm. Scottish. Mm. It's all Europe can come. I think, yes, the dog that won Crafts this year was um, uh, from Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the thing that is difficult for us. We can't get the entries and the, and the calibre of dog that they have over here due to the fact that, you know, it's quarantine and mm. and importation rules in it. It's just... Um, can't just get on a train and yeah. come along. That's also, right. It, 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 and that's... A, it is a... I mean, it's probably a lot of travel and a lot of expense to come out here. I mean, you, you know, you get these people, like you get Saudi Arabian princes that bring their horses out for the Melbourne Cup because they can win... A couple of million dollars, or six million dollars, or whatever the prize money is for the Melbourne Cup. So, the prestige and the money is worth bringing your horse out and paying all that expense. But you know, I can't imagine they're offering six million dollar prize money at Crufts or at Westminster. So, you know, it'd be a lot of time and energy to you, you're really going for just the prestige of winning that competition. Is I think what I'm getting at. Well, that's right. It's a it's a costly hobby. It's there's nothing to be made. <laughs> Um, it's just the, the, you know, the fun and the prestige of winning it and, mm. um, you know, having, you know, the different aspects of the dog world to do with handling or whether you've bred the dog or um, you, know, you own the dog or all three in a lot of cases. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's, that's what it's more about, the love of it all. Mm. Um, it's, not, it's not a financial um, mozza. No. So, but... Um, <laughs> You're quite right. They do. They spend a lot of money to to go over to Crufts. Yeah. Um, I mean, people in in Australia come from interstate, and yeah. um, they'll fly or mainly drive. Um, and and you know, it's um, it's something that that you know people plan to do. Yeah. Uh, so, so there are the local people, and you know, if there's an if there's good imports into the country, they're there. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it's a bit different from that angle. I mean, also the Americans, as we've discussed in, you know, other conversations, is, is that basically um, they they do it a bit different over there where there's people who have dogs that are 
put on a circuit with a handler and they've they've got you know they've got a back they've got backing they've yeah. got a sponsor um in either the owner or someone else where they can afford to fly them around and yeah. um, you know they'll go to crafts yeah. um again they're not restricted by the um importation rules mm. custom you know quarantine they just fly back and forth on the plane there's no problems mm. so that's 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 the difference so yeah. um, so we are quite restricted but having said that we do get um we do have several shows here now that um, you can win a crafts qualification. So if you win at certain levels, you are qualified to enter crafts because there is a qualification for crafts. Mm. Oh, probably should be. So if you win Sydney Royal, that sort of gives you a ticket into crafts if you can get there. Yes, that's the thing. And, you know, people say, oh, well, why Why do I care about being qualified? I could never go. And you go, well, the prestige yeah. being qualified to go there is enough. I would think. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, sometimes people can manage to go. There are people in this country that could manage to go, but it's about whether they want to, I suppose. Yeah. 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 It's like it's like the eighth place swimmer in an Olympic final is still the eighth best swimmer in the world and better than the rest of the world. So if your dog is good enough to go to Crufts, even if you can't go there, and yeah, but... The part of the part of your motivation is the prestige of winning these shows and being a part of this experience. At least you get that's to still right. say, "My dog could go to Crufts if I wanted to." Or if, you know, well, I'm... that's fine. You know, Pete will do advertising campaigns. You would have seen some of the advertising, and you know, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with putting on there to a Crufts qualifier. No, no. Mm. Same as Oscar nominee. You're still good enough. That's right. <laughs> So, right. so what what are your earliest what, what are your earliest memories of taking dogs to the show? What what did what's how old were you when you first took your first dog to the Sydney Royal? Oh, mm, oh well, <laughs> not asking so, you to give up your age. <laughs> no, it's alright. I think we've done that a few times. <laughs> um, about nine when we took Sam, our very first Blue Sam. We, yeah, we took her to the Royal. Yeah. Mum showed. We were little kids. Wow. Um, so, like, the so, first dog you owned was the first dog you took to the show? Yeah, wow. yeah. And you had to qualify then. You had to get three firsts. And if you didn't have three firsts, you couldn't qualify. And it used to be that at a general show you had to get them. Mm. And it used to be that if you had a winning dog or bitch that um, – People would come and say to you, look, I'll give you your entry fee if you'll pull your dog out so I can get me first to go to the Royal. Oh, wow. So they knew your dog was that good? But well, they was on a – yeah, they just they, – well, they were like uncertain that yeah. they would win today and it was probably, you know, the last time they had a chance to get their qualification. Yep, yep, yep. So they would just say, oh, you know, um, if I pay you the entry fee, would you would you pull your dog Wow. Some people would. People would do that so they yeah. their mate could get in the royal. Money talks, eh? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, it wasn't always. Sometimes people do it, even did it for nothing. Just, mm. well, you're not today so that I can get him qualified for the royal. Well, I suppose if I had, a, like speaking of, you know, crafts as well, if I had a dog that I knew was good enough and I was intending to take it and I wanted to give myself the best chance of winning that competition, I'd probably ask someone to pull. You know, mm. drop it out for me and give me a chance at it because I'm well, going to go right. the way if I can. Yeah, and that that um, you know, you used to sort of get your mean people are going no. Yeah, that was pretty rare though. 
there was more like people would help each other to get into mm. the Royal. I mean, Crufts as well, that's the qualifying um, event. So they they have to Crufts and I, I noticed, I noticed that. Daisy's joining into the conversation. She's letting us know what she thinks of Crufts. <laughs> All the people know it's a dog podcast. <laughs> yeah. we, we kind of figure that it's okay for a dog to bark in the background of a dog podcast. It's probably yeah, that's right. That's the case we figure. Um, um, but yeah, but um, you know, it's a, it's a, they, it doesn't. You don't need to qualify any longer. Yeah, yeah. But um, with crafts, you still do. Is that is that a good thing or not? Like we we spoke touched on this the other day that you know, is it is it purely just because we had to widen the net and get more people into that into the show, or or has it diluted the the the, the pool a little bit? Well, I think what's happened in Australia with all the factors around dogs and dog exhibitions and legislations and yeah. things like that, that, that and, the, and the fact, you know, the, 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 the laws of bringing dogs in and out of the country and so on have, yeah. have changed and tightened up so much. I mean, we always had quarantine and things, but it was much easier to bring a dog into the country than it is now. Yeah. Um, and... Um, you know, there's. I think the thinking was that there was less people coming and to, um, yeah, get more entries that they needed to lift that. But, I mean, they never also had baby puppies and they do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got, so, like, really young puppies now, don't mm, they? Yeah, and so they, they've opened that up. Um, and um, just, you know, when, when you're in any sort of, hobby or business even for that matter that you know the world changes and you still have to work out how you can make it viable yeah um, and i think that uh the numbers have dropped so dramatically um in every state that um you know it's um they had to think of ways to make it viable and and restricting it uh by having um qualifications mm-hmm. might have got you the top dogs but it didn't get you enough dogs yeah, yeah, you'd, you'd have six, you'd have six, six or seven dogs where you, you'd ideally like to have a lot more than that. That's right. They yeah. might have been well, a bit, you know. Sometimes, you know, it's like anything. Something doesn't qualify because you know the owner couldn't get to the show or hmm. whatever and didn't make it, so you hmm. didn't get get the qualification. All those other things that you know hmm. that come into play. Life basically. Yeah. So. It'd be heartbreaking if you won like like you're back under the old system. If you won like two shows, but your dog was not well for the third show, or you weren't well, or you couldn't make it, or whatever. So you, you know, you knew you had a good enough dog. You've won a couple of shows, and you were probably going to win that third show that you needed to get in, but you just couldn't get to the raw because you needed those three shows. That'd be heartbreaking, I would have thought. Yeah, that's right. And also, there were a lot less shows back then. Now there's a lot of shows. Okay. Um, but back then there was a lot less shows, so there was. Yeah, you know, if you hadn't sort of got onto it early, you probably missed out. Mm, mm. So now, <laughs> you, now it's literally just you can. I mean, you know, you assuming your dog is good enough, and you know your dog is good enough, you can just literally register and show at the Royal Easter Show now. Yeah. Easy. So just just enter under the you know the usual age groups. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, just pay your entry fee and. Stick to the rules and you'll be right. Yeah. And hope for the best. Hope that your dog's good enough. Well, yeah, that's right. And, you know, you are getting an international panel judging. Yeah. Um, 
people that have, you know, seen these breeds all around the world, um, you know, sometimes expert in some breeds. Mm. Um, so, but at the end of the day, um, you know, it's it's always good to get other people's opinions, mm. um, other countries. And, um, yeah, I think people come to the show to get that or sometimes, but mainly I'm finding people just entering it, it's the royal, we've got to go. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's, you know, we, we need to go to the Royal. It's something we always do. Yeah. And when you were talking about other countries and, and you were speaking with me earlier off air about, um, you know, times that you've had overseas and when you've been to Crufts and when you've been to, to France, you were telling me an interesting story about the difference between, um, you know, going to Sydney Royal and going somewhere over in France. Do you want to share that? that story with it with us yeah i think um i think what i was saying was is that the dog community is the same wherever you go um you've been lucky enough to go to world shows crafts westminster um and then there's your you know the big world dog shows but then there's the you know the run of the mill shows like you have every week um and we went down to the south of France and, um, you know, funnily enough, found a dog show. and um, <laughs> You sniffed them out. <laughs> right. There's got to be a dog show down here. We looked it up. Yes, okay, off we went all the way. I don't know how far we travelled. It was a long way. And I'm not even going to say where we were because I can't pronounce it. And I'll make a silly fool of myself. But um, at the end of the day, uh, we drove all the way down there. We got out of the car and... Um, and we laughed because, you know, same thing, barbecue. You could see the smoke coming off the barbecue. Same sort of people, dogs, everything sort of the same. The only thing was that they, that a lot of them couldn't speak English. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing was that um, the smell of the barbecue was a bit different because they had this type of um, bush under there that sort of created a, an aroma that sort of went through the meat mm-hmm. and the sausages and things that smelled a bit different. Because we sort of went, oh, that's a bit different, but that's the only thing. No matter where you go in the world, it's the same. They, they pop up their barbecue and get a barbecue going, you know. It's everybody set up around the ring and they're all sort of in, and desperately wanting to talk because they want to talk dogs and uh, can't speak the language. So we find a Scottish lady who um, can interpret and um, had a chat to everybody. It was um, actually a bull breed show, so there was all the bull type dogs there and uh, Staffords, of course, and um, it was just the same wherever you go. That's why we, we always laugh, you know, you get out the car and it's just the same wherever you go. Mm. Same people walking to the ring with their dog <laughs> and their, their gazebo and setting up. Yeah. So, um, And you were saying like, that, like um, dog shows bring the world together. <laughs> it's, all the same, it's the same everywhere. Yeah, it's the same everywhere and um, I think a lot of um, – times that um not that people um you know need to 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 go an excuse for a holiday but a dog show is a good excuse to go for a holiday yeah it's not a bad reason (laughs) yeah you get oh we could go to this show well okay we'll book the tickets we'll go to this show and then we'll look around so whether you're judging or handling or whatever you're doing in and you find that they're very hospitable wherever you go um people look uh, look after each other take care of, you know, if they're whatever they need, actually. So dogs, dogs 
those pretty much bring people together so much, really. So just I've looked on Google Translate and just this should actually come up on the recording. Eagerly view it, listeners would have heard it a second ago, but hang on. Sandwich à la saucisse. That's how to ask for a sausage, sausage sandwich, sandwich in French. I can tell. So next time, if we ever find ourselves in the south of France at a dog show with a barbecue, sandwich à la saucisse. What do you ask? I couldn't hear it. What Saus- was it? Sausage sandwich. How, how do you say Sandwich à la saucisse. Oh, you're very good, aren't I just, you? No, I just Googled that. I just Googled that while we are talking. I don't know if it'll come up on the recording. I'll have to listen back to it. <laughs> but <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I, as you were talking, I'm like, how do you ask for a sausage sandwich in French? <laughs> you know, there's certain things you need to know. You know, una cerveza por favor is I'll have one beer, please, in French, in uh, Spanish. So, so um, sandwich a la saucisse. Well, we'll use that when we go to Bunnings next as well. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how that goes for us. <laughs> would you Would you like tomato sauce with that? <laughs> <laughs> or we get Staffordshire Bull Terrier. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Je m'appelle Staffordshire Bulteria. No, that's my name is Staffordshire Bulteria. That's not right. Anyway. <laughs> I think you need to quit while you're ahead, mate. Oh, I need to stop. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's it. Um, so we were we were at the show. We're at the showgrounds, and I think we touched, we spoke about this the other day. Which one do you prefer, the old showgrounds or the new showgrounds? I think you might have to explain. Well, the, uh, yeah. So, so for the international means. listeners, um, we have our Royal Easter show, and 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 for many many years, it was at um, a site called Moore Park, which is in the city of Sydney. Here, uh, they kept the old showgrounds, the basic structure over there. So the old show rink is still around there, and there's some of the older buildings and stands. Uh, but about 20 years ago, when Sydney got the Olympic Games, one of the, the pieces of infrastructure that they built was a brand new showground complex with. The Olympic Stadium is a part of that and, a, and an arena, like an entertainment arena. And, of course, we've got the showering and the, the associated buildings. Um, I love the old showgrounds just because of the character and the, and and the, the tradition, just the vibe that it had out it. there, the history of that and that place. But, of course, you know, we needed a new showground and, and it well, maybe we didn't, but they built the new showgrounds. It's kind of purpose-built. It was, they were, the, the idea at the time was the old showgrounds were, you know, a little bit cramped and not not fit for purpose anymore. So, but for you, having been at both and been in both those environments, which which one do you like better? Um, well, as far as the atmosphere goes, and I suppose it was the times that you've got to remember back then. Yeah. I think the old showground was probably my favourite, but all dog people of, of my era will tell you that they preferred the last one. Mm. It was... It had uh, a, a character about it. Yeah. And as with new things, whatever they are, when you do that, it's a bit clinical. Yeah. Um, so if you, if we remember the old old showground, you know, it was um, had beautiful trees in the rings. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it was very, was probably too small now. Yeah. But it was set up in a way that, uh, everybody was very comfortable, and um, I don't know that actually the the show rings and the dog pavilion itself was too old or anything. But I do believe that the other uh, areas, like the horse area and the cattle area and all that, needed a total revamp as well. And so yeah. it will we just sort of were part of that. Yeah. I don't think that our our area there was was too 
broken down, yeah. but um, the rest of it probably was. The new showground's very good, but it's, you know, very clinical, made not made with wood or anything like that. It's all, you know, plastic and steel and, um, yeah, so, you know, it's um, very clinical where the um, old one was more like a country atmosphere, a country vibe mm. where, you know, you, you had all the, the – the straw and the hay you'd walk in and the smell of the the, the cows and mm. and the cow dung and you know <laughs> all that stuff would just you know be oh yes we're in the country that's how it would feel yeah. where the new one is no well they're running around with shovels and stuff everywhere there's not a mm, a mess all up. yeah yeah so I think that's probably the atmosphere was very countrified in the in the old showground. Is it? Is it? I mean, obviously, it is. That from a handler's perspective, because I guess we're trying to give people who want to be handlers an insight. Is it very different handling at the Easter Show? Like, did you get nervous handling there? Did you get nervous being a part of that experience? Was it? Did you feel the extra expectation of being at the Sydney Royal versus other shows? Yeah, pressure. Well, yeah, I think I think it's more about the. Um the, the anticipation of wanting to win that award there. Yeah. Um, and that makes you nervous in that um, it's a big event and you really want your dog to do well mm. and you want your dog to perform and, you know, you want everything to, to go okay. Mm. Um, I think that's more of the excitement. But I I think we've mentioned in, in last podcasts before that, you know, when, when we were kids and even older, uh, we wouldn't sleep the night before. Mm. Mm. We'd be up all night, you know, packing, bathing mm. dogs, yeah, whatever. That's, that's and right. then we'd go, oh, it's too late to go to bed. That's right. And, and, getting, and getting into the show at like 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'd get we'd get there. Well, you have to be benched so early and everything. There's, yeah. you know, cut-off times for benching and yeah. all that sort of things. So, yeah, you were up, you know, at the crack of dawn and, you know, everybody hadn't slept, so they were pretty t- quiet driving down there, I always remember. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, once you're out the car and all systems go. Mm. Uh, and I think those days, I think we've mentioned before, we, you know, we used to pack food and uh, teapots and, yeah. and you know, whatever. And, um, you know, the, um, they had a really good kitchen where you could, you know, use stuff. Um, and, you know, I know that um, all the Stafford people uh, in Sydney would, when the when the judging was over, they'd all go to the cattleman's bar. Yep. Mm-hmm. Leave the kids with the dogs. Yep. Go to the cattleman's bar. When they come back, then the kids would go and get their show bags. Yep. When you go to the Ecca, when the judging was over, you'd go down the strawberry um, and ice cream. Uh, that's where all the Stafford people used to go in those days, down the strawberry um, vans and buy strawberries yeah. and ice cream and mm. stand and have the post-mortem there of the, of the judging. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was um, – it's a bit different now. I don't know that um, they go. miss those days. Yeah, I think so because it was um, just a ritual, if you know what I mean. You know, those those days. But the, as, as I always say, the world was different then too. I got a, mm. I got a friend, my friend Georgia, who's a show jumper. I've spoken about her before. She's at the um, at the Royal at the moment, jumping horses. And she's posted a few pictures of herself at the Cattleman's Bar, actually. <laughs> a few pictures yeah. of various uh, beverages at the bar so maybe there is in certain quarters and maybe not the dogs but definitely the horses 
there's still that group of people that has their does their postmortems at the Cattlemen's Bar as well. So, maybe, yeah, well, there is. Yeah, hopefully that tradition lives on. Mm, that's right. I think it does. It's just not uh, so um, so much in the dog world anymore. Now, what was your what's your um, what's your proudest show moment? Either as a as a handler or a judge or as a breeder or whatever capacity. What's the one that really stands out for you? At a royal. Yeah, at a royal. Um, uh, probably the year Reggie won Games to Vagabond. Yeah. He um won uh, in the they used to set up the classes differently. There was uh just a, a how there's best in group now in there's you know one two three. They used to have a dog group and a bitch group. Yep. So um, you were the best dog on the day or the best bitch in group and uh, or opposite sex. So whatever one, you were the opposite sex. And mm. he, won, he won the dog group and um, I think it was, yes, the first time a Stafford had ever done that, which was like, you know, setting milestones for the breed. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think that was that was a very exciting time at the Royal. We we had a lot of great wins at the Royal, um, but I think that's probably was the the best one that that we had. Um, I remember he didn't show very well, and the gentleman who was the judge was from the UK, Percy Whitaker, mm-hmm. and an older gentleman. And um, I was about oh, I don't know sixteen, fifteen, or something, and um, he um, I was. Uh, I showed him and uh, as he went around, uh, Reggie started to leap in the air, landed on his all fours but kept doing it. Mm-hmm. Right, the whole crowd was, oh, every time he jumped. <laughs> and because um, there was, you know, always the, at the, you know, where people could sit and watch. Yep. And uh, anyway, um, the judge liked him and he said to me, um, if you can – do that again, but don't look at him because he loves you. And so when you look at him, he jumps up. Mm. I said, okay. So I went around again and and he got the group. Damn. Wow. All he had to do was keep all four balls on the ground. On the ground. Stay on the ground. Because yeah. what he could, one thing about him was he could move. He moved brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. And um, so that's what he wanted to see. And when he saw that, it was like, well, yes, now, you know, that's really good. And actually... He, after the judging uh, finished that day, he came up into the dog pavilion, the old dog showground, and um, came looking for me. Oh, wow. And uh, got all the Stafford people together and said, if anybody's thinking of using a dog, this is the dog you should use. (laughs) And did you get much business after that? Did you get a lot of people going, hang on a second, (laughs) we we want a little bit of Reggie? (laughs) Oh, I think people were already using Reggie. <laughs> um, so, um, but um, yeah, he produced some nice stock. But yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it was quite a quite an honour that he would, because mm. he'd beat he had beaten some. Uh, there was, I, I think, we're going to talk about this gentleman in future podcasts. Um, but um, a gentleman from South Australia, Mister David Roach, who would import some of the best Kerry Blues in the world from Ireland. Yeah. And, uh, he was in that lineup that day as well with yeah. that beautiful dog of his. And um, he came up afterwards as well and said, oh, just wanted to say congratulations. Yeah. And um, 
And I was like, I was knocked over by the fact that that such a person of, you know, high calibre in the mm. dog world come and congratulate me. I was yeah. just a kid, really. Yeah, you were just young at the time too. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, so it was um, a very exciting day. And um, uh, I think they came and offered me a power lad that day as well. <laughs> a power lad. Um, <laughs> yes, you know, you know, top breeders use power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. it. So, um, but yeah, it was um, was a lovely day that day. But you know, we always went to the royal until we didn't go to the royal. One year we decided not to go to the royal, and we were a bit, I just like um, the lady I was talking about before who didn't go to the royal mm. this year. Her standard poodle, yeah. Rebecca, and. Um, we were a bit unhappy. We weren't going. We, you know, we'd been going forever, yeah, yeah. and then we decided not to go one year. And um, so my mum said, "We have to always be at the royal." Yeah. So we donated a um, bronze statue of a, a Stafford. Yep. And it was not bronze. It's made of um, uh, cold, yeah, cold bronze, yep. and. Um, they were they were um, generous enough to accept because they don't accept all donations to the royal. Yeah, um, it has to be of a certain quality and um, you know a certain value. And um, we donated that. It's the Gamester uh, Trophy for Best of Breed Stafford, um, which is you know people receive some dog wins every year. Yeah. For best of breed. So you so, were still there even though you weren't there? Yeah, we'll always be there. Is that still mm. given out? Is that still, that trophy yeah. still given out? Wow. Yeah, they give it out and um, they um, give it out and people often have their photos taken with it. Oh, wow. So, but, we're back there on Monday. Hopefully you get to see it. That'd yeah, be cool. I'll, show, I'll show it to you. It's, it's out in, um, they usually put out a big uh, trophy, trophy cabinet with all the trophies in it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Oh, it's, uh, so, yeah, it should be there. If it's not, we'll go find it. Yeah, we'll take a – well, this episode will go out on Sunday. We're going the day after. So we'll take a photo mm. and then put that up onto the yeah. social pages so we can see the, the games to trophy. That, mm. that, that, that is actually very cool. And I get what you mean about that sort of thing. It, it's like anything that you do on a regular basis. Like the thing that actually springs in my head, it's not the same, but it is, is we go to Foster every year on holidays. And mm. there was one year, like we'd gone every single year for about three or four years in around one year we couldn't go for, for some reason, which I think we just didn't have the money. But we just sort of walked around that holiday period going like, we, we should be in Foster. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah. Like, why aren't we in Foster? We're lost. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, like walk around staring at walls and that kind of thing, just like, what are we doing? <laughs> and and I'm, that's that's the feeling I, that's how, the feeling that it brought up in me when you said, yeah, we didn't go to the show one year and it just felt weird. <laughs> to not mm. be there. Yeah, so we just sort of we thought, well, we'll we'll always be there if we yeah. don't have this trophy. So yeah. it's actually called the Games to Trophy because it's it's not in like your mum's name or anything like that. It's actually called the Games to Trophy. The Games to Goodwill Trophy. Wow, awesome. Which is after our prefix, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. So yeah, it's very um, you know, important. But um, is no, that- my. Sorry. Is that the Rita family legacy? Is that the is that the is that your contribution to the show? Yeah. I think yeah. that would be right, yeah. Yeah, it's um it's um something that would 
be there forever. And, I mean, there's other trophies there from people like, you know, 100 years ago. Yeah. So, some, so that, you know, we would always be at the show. That's how we felt about it because we like the show so much. Yeah. I, I, look, I'm big on legacy. I'm, I'm big on, you know, <clears throat> people. History. Well, yeah, and just people like, you know, understanding that at some point somebody, you know, your story, exactly, you know, we want to be there. We want to be there every year. Even when we're all gone, we want our, our name to still be here. We want our prefix to still be here. We want us to be remembered. And, you know, I think it's really – like I'm glad that we actually get to tell that story so hopefully – People will listen to this episode at some point, hear that, and if they ever win that trophy, understand where it comes from and understand it came from, you know, over 50 years worth of dog show experience and, and breeding and, you know. Commitment and Commitment passion and passion, and, yeah. 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 And pi- well, pioneering of the breed here, mm. really, because when we yeah. started, there was very few. Yeah. But, yeah. But um, I, it's interesting you should say that because – I don't get a lot of people interested in legacies or even acknowledging people who, you know, sort of founded things or set things up yeah. so that they can continue on with them. And something that um, we brought in a long time ago for the uh, Stafford Club um, specialty shows and we started off with just one um, with um, people that had contributed a lot to the breed and made it what it is today. Um, we honoured them by having what we call special classes at our specialties. And we started off with the Dr Lois Davidson, best young Australian, because she always uh, loved puppies. Mm -hmm. So um, we we started off with that class and then we decided um, that we would have another class when when Les Kendall died, the McCandlin prefix, and he his class, um, what is it now? Hang on, I've got to remember what it is. Um, it's a bred by exhibitor, the Les Kendall bred by exhibitor class. Mm-hmm. So um, we've and we've we've honoured also Mum and Kerry that way. Kerry Kerry's got a, a new class called the the winners, and that is any dog or bitch over six months of age. They will compete against each other. The judge has to find the best in one class. So, and the other one is uh, the champion hmm. suite, the champion uh, class, which is named after a mum. So, at the end of the day, um, it's about honouring people that have come before you. Mm-hmm. And and I these days, you know, it's interesting you talk about legacy because not a pe- not a lot of people have that think anymore. It's all so instant and now. So. You know, I think it's important that um, I know other clubs have, uh, other breed clubs have followed our our, um, our our lead in, you know, having special classes at their specialties. Yeah. Not a lot, but some have. And it's it's like, you know, th- this wouldn't be here if these people hadn't have done all this. Yeah. Mm. So, no, you know, I, I, I think it's very important to recognise that, you know, the, and the Staffordshire particularly is such a polarising breed, you know, even just... The other day, somebody said to me, oh, "I know that I don't, I cannot stand Staffordshire's because they immediately thought of the fighting dog reputation that they have." Mm. Um, but you know, to remember then that there is a group of people, a whole bunch of people, 
that love these dogs and and cherish these dogs and love them for what they are, which is, you know, the gentleman, <laughs> the, you know, the 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 classic Staffordshire smile, the the classic Staffordshire goofball stuff that they do, the zoobies and things like that, and. But, but just to recognise it that the dog... And this is something I'm actually learning myself as we have these conversations. It's not just a dog breed. It is it is a dog breed. But as you said, you know, your family's pioneered that breed in this country. There was a group of people that were dedicated, and as Bob said, passionate about that breed, so much so that it is probably one of the most well-known dog breeds, rightly or wrongly, like for good or for bad, but one of the most well-known dog breeds in the country at this stage. And that's because people like you and your family and your mum made it like that. Like, that's incredible. I think that's amazing. Oh, like, I love, like, that sort of stuff. That's I'm a nerd about that stuff, aren't I? <laughs> Bob's just looking well, at me going, you, He's you loving cage. it. <laughs> yeah, see, we don't, we don't, um, you know, you sort of, you just, I suppose it's a bit inward, but you just think about the breed. You don't think that people think that way. Yeah. And... I always say to know with Stafford is to love him. Yeah. They, anybody who doesn't love the breed doesn't love animals. I'm sorry. They don't love dogs. Yeah. They can't because they don't know the breed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if um, a lot of times if, you know, they have a reputation, uh, you know, of um, I, don't, I don't believe they can be a true animal or particularly dog person. Because, yeah. yeah. you know, all dog people love Staffords. Yeah. Because yeah. they know them. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've said this a thousand. Look, when we get a house with a backyard one day, I've said this a thousand times. I'm sure our next dog's going to be a Stafford. I've, I've, oh, <laughs> good. Good to hear. We have a backyard. It's just too small for a Stafford. Yeah. 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 And I, look, and fortunately for us, I think we know some people that could probably find us a good dog. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, no. It's... I wouldn't look. I wouldn't buy a dog without you. Let's put it that way, because I wouldn't be able to face you if you walked in and went, oh, "It's all right." <laughs> like I'd want you to walk in and go, "That's a good dog." All <laughs> <laughs> oh, dogs are good. No, all no, 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 but good. I'd want you to walk in and go. That's a good dog. <laughs> like, that's what <laughs> I, I, I need to have that. <laughs> yeah, like oh. when. Well, you know, when they're that good, you don't mention it. You just go, yes, sir, all right. <laughs> <laughs> See, she wouldn't give anything away. It's <laughs> a yeah. joke. Um, <laughs> but the likelihood um, likely is she would have helped us pick it out if, we, if we've right. got one. Well, I'll tell you what, though, when you see a good one, you, you know, your face says everything. You can't not go, oh, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you can barely contain your excitement. <laughs> yeah, it's like you go, oh, okay. you know, it's something beautiful. You can't stop staring at it. Mm. So that's it. That's me and my wife. Oh my gosh, it's true. I oh, know that. I was waiting for him to say that. <laughs> me looking at you, darling, not the other way around. Uh-huh. Yeah, all right. We should leave it on that note, then, shouldn't we? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Seems like a good. Well, well, we'll see at the we'll see at the show on Monday. I'm looking forward to it. Round two, and we'll get to spend lots of time. And we're going to be... yeah. We have to be up early. You're going to be benched by eight thirty. Yeah. So you're up. You're ready. Yeah. I'm the one that gets up early. The, the no. other two, we've got to drag them. We'll, up. We will be there. I'll be we're there. Bells on. I can assure yes. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we'll be fun. See it from a different perspective. Absolutely. That's right. All right. From yeah. the inside, hey. <laughs> That's right. Just walk around and go, yeah, exhibitor. Where's your dog? Don't have one. Just an exhibitor. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Exactly. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.